This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, what's the most racist weather? You know there is one. Do you have a community hub and do you use it? What exactly is a womanist race nerd? And finally, navigating black entrepreneurship and white supremacy. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Hey, hey y'all. Welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. We are usually two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. My best friend and co-host has the flu, so it is just me. Um, We were at a potluck this weekend and there were kids who uh, are adorable yet highly contagious and white hipsters, of course, and they're white hipster foods. And I'm certain that Queen contracted something from one of them. So she's not here, but we interviewed each other for a special project a while back. So I'm going to share that with you all later in this episode. So that you don't have to go another week without hearing Queen's voice, yo. So this will be a bit different than usual episodes, but fuck with it anyway. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this podcast, be sure to use the hashtag TeaWithQJ on all social media platforms. We will read your posts, retweet them, sometimes comment and share. You can also use the hashtag PodIn to share with other avid podcast listeners. You can find Tea with Queen and Jay on Twitter and Instagram at Tea with QJ. We're Tea with Queen and Jay on Facebook and Tumblr. Visit our website, teawithqueenandjay.com. And you can always T-mail us at teawithqueenandjay at gmail.com. Libations. Libations are when we pour one out for the people, places, and things that give us black ass, black joy. Libations this week. I have a few. So, um, my first libation goes to Queer Walk Podcast. That's Queer Women of Color Podcast. A queer women of color retreat yourself, and it was fucking delightful. We took a break from the podcast last week to join them up in Syracuse. Which, if you live in NYC and are not white, um, when you go up to Syracuse, it will feel like you're in another fucking state. But what I will say is, white people are less racist when it's warm. I promise you, not when it's like super hot, because then I guess everybody gets hot and bothered, and the racism they just they love being racist when it's like super duper hot or like cold. It's got to be like like mid temperature then like the racism like it turns down just a notch not all the way it's there but it turns down when there's a breeze so it's like racism light so we were there in october and everybody hated us but um we were just as black and i promise you they hated us more when it was cold i'm telling you believe me but anyway we went to the new york state fair like the great fair so it was interesting lots of tents selling trump and maga and other racist paraphernalia but also there were rides we didn't ride any rides but we did go to a tiny aquarium we did go to they had these little um different cultural villages that had shops there was a pan-african village which was cute and um there was a native american village where we got to do wait for it yo get excited okay because i'm super excited about this we got to do fucking archery if you've been listening to the podcast, you might remember when we featured um, Two Mommies and a Baby's children's book as our Pay Black Women of the Week feature some episodes back. In the children's book, they're like hanging out outdoors and doing all kinds of cool shit. They do archery and shit. And that's when I realized that I was grown and I still hadn't shot a bow and arrow. And I feel like all the books I read as a child told me that at a certain point I would have a reason to shoot a bow and arrow we so we found archery up at the state fair in the native american village and so we were able to 
um, give indigenous people our money and we learned how to shoot a child's bow and arrow. Shit was lit, yo. I had a great fucking time and I liked that I was able to, um, first of all, do this with other people of color at the retreat and also patronize indigenous folks business and learn how to fucking shoot a bow and arrow, yo. That was the highlight. That was one of the highlights of my trip. So yeah, yo. So I got mad excited about archery and we finally got to do it. And I was super excited about it. And um, I learned how to shoot a children's bow and arrow, yo. So I'm ready for the race war. I don't know about you, but I'm ready. We also went to Green Lakes State Park and hiked around the lake while we were out there on the Queer Walk Retreat. I have never seen a lake so clear, so that was an awesome experience. I needed that walk. If you're following me on Instagram at Janicia F, I have a highlighted story called Nature, and it's mostly pics and video from the walk around that lake because I don't be in nature all like that. Um, But yeah, check that shit out. Another highlight of the weekend was brunch at the Syracuse Center for Peace and Social Justice. Uh, Money and Nikita, the hosts of that weekend and the hosts of Queer Walk Podcast, cooked and that was fucking lit. It was fucking delicious and we got to hang out with everyone who was there for the weekend. I have never cooked for that many people because I uh, rarely cook for any people. So it was really cool to see like our friends actually made like a fucking amazing like brunch. Like I would like eat that shit again. I would gather my friends and be like, hey, let's go to brunch at Money and Nikita's. It was that good. It was good. So we got to hang out during brunch with everybody who was there for the weekend. We missed our favorite listeners, Martina and Tawana, because they um, were there a little bit earlier, but we got to see them throughout the weekend. So that was cool. And aside from the delicious breakfast, I loved being in the resource center and observing what seemed to be a hub for like organizing and for marginalized groups to um, not not only organize, but like gather and commune. We were there hanging out in this organizing space where fucking like resistance activity is like planned and shit. Like, but we were like there, like just hanging out. So I'm sure there are times when like other people are there, like just hanging out or there are workshops or like there's a kitchen there. It's like, it's a lounge space. Money mentioned that when she was in school, she spent almost every day there. Like when she first moved to Syracuse. So just having a community space for marginalized folks who might otherwise in what seems to be a toxically white Syracuse not feel at home or not feel safe anywhere else. So I thought that that was super cool. And it just made me think about all the spaces that exist around the country and around the world, depending on um, your community and what corner of the globe you live in, um, how you might not feel at home day to day. You might not feel safe anywhere else. You might need a designated space where you feel like you can go and be yourself, like whatever that self is. So yeah, it just made me think of like, what is a community hub to you? Like what's, what's a safe space? We talked about safe spaces last week, but like, what's a, we underestimate how unsafe so many people feel. And so like, what is a community hub or community space that you frequent that makes you feel safe 
or, or where you feel comfortable or a community space that you know exists, like maybe you don't have time to go, or maybe you have private spaces that you're comfortable in. And so you don't frequent these certain community spaces or, or you don't need them. Maybe you are part of a a majority group and you have friends that you know, frequent these certain spaces, like where are spaces that you feel comfortable? So tweet us, yo, let us know what your community hub is. Shout them out, yo. Hashtag T with QJ. Give us the name of the space, what they do, and if you can, you don't have to have this information, but if you can, send us um, a link to where we can donate to that space because a lot of these spaces are community supported and community funded and nonprofit and they're not generating um, any serious income and they need our support to exist. Yeah, so send us that info and we'll retweet it and shit. Also, if you want to learn more about the Syracuse Center for Peace and Social Justice, you can visit their website, syracusecenter.org. I'll put that link in the show notes and you can see what they do and donate there as well. My second libation is to another member of the BBB for new listeners that's a uh, black baddie brigade bad bitch brigade um but we are a crew of podcasters who fucks with each other and supports one another heavily we do that as a way to uplift one another but we also like extend this upliftment throughout the motherfucking community because that's what bad bitches do yeah so my second libation is to akua of inner hole uprising and her adorable son who i'm going to call nine or ten because you don't need to know his name mind your fucking business um he's the cutest fucking kid and they were kind enough to watch my dog hennessy for the weekend so hennessy was in good hands which felt really good because usually my mom watches her which is fantastic they're in love but it can be difficult to find somebody um to watch your dog i guess it's like looking for a babysitter for your kid maybe kind of sorta except you can leave the dog in the apartment alone maybe for some time i don't know i don't know but it was i was glad to have somebody who i knew would like actually give a shit about if my dog was okay or if my dog was happy or like whatever the fuck yo so i was thankful for that i had used like one of those dog watching services one time and Hennessy was depressed and then I was unhappy and it wasn't good. So, um, yeah, so I'm definitely thankful and appreciative for Akua and little nine or 10 for watching my doggy. Yo, thank you so much. Yo, Hennessy had a good time. So I'm thankful for that. My last libation is to the homies over at For All Nerds podcast. I co-hosted another episode of For All Nerds during the break. I'll put the link to that episode in the show notes. It was a good time as usual. Me and Tatiana were scheduled to do this show one-on-one, but comedian Mike Brown happened to be in the studio, so she invited him to join us, which is fine, unless you know that I don't like recording with men um, that I don't already know, because they take up too much space. And they say a lot of stupid shit in a short amount of time. But thankfully, Mike wasn't bad. And I would definitely record with him again. So libations to um, Tatiana and Mike. I listened back to the episode and it's fucking excellent. I always enjoy collaborating with them. So thanks again to 4 Nerds for inviting me. Thanks to Mike for hanging out with us. And hopefully we'll all hang out and record again. Yo, that shit was a good time. Let's talk about donations. So Tea with Queen and Jay podcast is a free motherfucking podcast because we want you to be able to access this podcast and this community. And we don't want finances to be a barrier to anyone trying to access our shit. 
That said, we are black women and we put a lot of effort and labor into producing this podcast and we rely on your support to pay for everything that keeps this show accessible. So if you would like to support us monetarily, you can go to twithqueenandj.com, scroll down and you'll see two ways to donate two ways to donate. We have a Patreon and we ask for $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everyone gave us that much, we'd be set. You can hit us with any amount on Patreon. There are currently no tiers. It's just a perfect way to support us with a monthly donation. Set it and forget it. If you prefer a one-time donation, you can choose the PayPal tab and send us any amount. We will use and appreciate that shit and, of course, give you a libation on the podcast. Other ways to support Tea with Queen and Jay are by telling your friends about us, sharing the links to the show with your followers on social media. When you quote us in your paper, in your think pieces, in your book, on your podcast, because people have done all of this, cite us, say our names. It costs you nothing to help us continue to grow this podcast. If you'd like to sponsor Tea with Queen and J podcast, if you'd like to advertise with us, email us at teawithqueenandj at gmail.com. If you'd like to hire us to speak at your school or organization, join a panel or moderate a panel, do a live show or consult you or your team, send us your team mail at teawithqueenandj at gmail.com. Yes. So now that that shit is out of the way, I have some donation libations. Libations. This week's donation libations go, we have new Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much, Lara. We appreciate you. Terrell, the homie, upped their pledge. Thank you so much, Terrell. And Latasha, our fellow Grapevine castmate and host of We Shall Overchug YouTube series and podcast, hit us on the Patreon as well. Thank you so much, Latasha. You can find her at just Latasha on, I think, Twitter and Instagram, but definitely that's her Twitter, I think. And Vanessa. Thank you so much for joining Patreon. Vanessa, who I think I know based on the last name, but forgive me for not remembering if I do know you and from where. If I don't and you're just um, like Vanessa who minds their business and donates to Team Queen and J podcast and doesn't know me personally, that's cool too, yo. I fucks with that. So thank you so much to everybody who hit us up on the Patreon. We didn't get any PayPals this week, but hopefully we'll see some next week, yo, because that money that comes through like mid-month yo that should be clutch we use it for like important podcast shit yo important podcast shit events upcoming events we don't have any upcoming events but if you are in the new york city area our homies over at inner ho uprising podcast have their monthly sex trivia coming up on sunday october 6th at 5 p.m Do you like trivia, drinks, talking about sex, fun, and winning free stuff? Come on down to Interho Uprising's Sex Trivia Sundays, sponsored by Babeland at Love Story Bar in Brooklyn every first Sunday of the month. Their next edition will be on Sunday, October 6th at 5 p.m., and they always have a sex specialist in the building for actual figgity facts. The link to that event will be in our show notes if you would like to attend. Um, So let's get into the shits. Usually we ask what kind of tea you're drinking. We never ask you. We just ask each other because, you know, but since it's just you and me, I guess you got, you could tell me like what you were drinking. Like, are you drinking water? Are you at work drinking water to stay hydrated? Are you getting cozy with some tea? Are you working out and not drinking anything because you're like running or some shit? Like, what what are you doing right now? I am drinking green tea and, um... 
It's delish. Put a little bit of agave in there. All right. Me and Queen usually ask each other um, what our pronouns are. Mine are she, her, they, them. Queen's are she, they. I'm trying to get better at asking everyone their pronouns and not waiting until someone shows up in a way that perhaps could be perceived as defying gender norms or some shit. Just fucking like ask everybody. It's something that I'm working on and I know that there are spaces where we don't always feel comfortable doing that but i think it's it's a good time to like like see where and how you can fit that into like your day-to-day like when it's relevant where it's relevant if you can that's something i'm working on doing i forgot to ask a few times on the retreat i usually or i try to just default to they i know people have mixed feelings about that but there were a few times when i gendered people and i wasn't certain of what their pronouns were and i was just uh, going by like what i assumed by how they presented so i'm trying to work on that shit like no one corrected me but that doesn't mean that i wasn't wrong so let's work on our pronouns let's do some affirmations this is usually when queen and i take time out to affirm what we want, what we believe for the week and what we're trying to um, manifest. I don't like that word, but okay, manifest, yo, whatever. Um, My affirmations for this week, as usual, I affirm that I am not a lady, which means I'm not a part of ladies. So please don't call me uh, in queen ladies. Thank you. Queen is a lady. Uh, Queen doesn't mind being referred to as a lady, but we're not ladies because only one of us is a lady. Thanks so much. I affirm that I am enough. My apartment is paid for. My rent is paid. I'm wealthy. I'm self-employed and my finances are abundant. I am paid. Opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without trauma. I have everything I need to maintain my current way of life and to continue to flourish. I do not undersell myself or underquote my rate. I am healthy. What about you, yo? Hit us up. I know that some of you all do this, but hit us up this week. I'm feeling all kinds of like hit us up because it's just me and I want to feel like I'm having a back and forth with you all. Hit us up and let us know what you affirm for yourself. It could be for that day. It could be for the week. It could be for the year. So just use our hashtag TBQJ and let us know what you're affirming, yo. Let us know like all types of stuff. Just let us know it. All right. So let's take a break. And when we come back from the break, you will hear a small interview that uh, Queen and I did with one another for a special project we were working on. I love doing this podcast, but it was nice to be able to sit with Queen and just like shoot the shit. We shoot the shit on here, um, but we also are producing this podcast. So it sounds like we care about your ears. Like that's the whole point. Um, But when we first recorded this project, it was not for your ears. So we were just sitting there like talking and shit and chilling and hanging out. But it's for you all now. So listen to it, enjoy it. And as always, if you have feedback, you can hit us on social or shoot us your T-mail. Money! (laughs) Do you know what this year is? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like... Giving black women your money? Yes. Give black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, yo. Okay, okay. So So. how do they give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh, yes. Yes. We do this dope-ass Women's Race Nerd podcast every motherfucking week. Every week. Sometimes twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. (laughs) And we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, We definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website. Yo. T with Queen and J.com 
hit that donate tab. Mm-hmm. We have two options there. So two. Two. You become a patron. Or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandjay.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of Choice. Oh my god, we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time. Yes. yes, this voice right here is Queen. This is Jay, the deep voice sounding one. I like when my voice gets sexy and deep. The Barry White over there. I was trying to think of a Barry White song, but I couldn't. I know I couldn't either. And he has classics. What's Dang. wrong with us? Don't tell our moms. We're millennials. <laughs> um, whatever, whatever. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> telling me this telling, telling me, me that, that. alright that was a joint that was a joint that was a joint that was a joint alright so we're here to interview each other yeah which is exciting mm-hmm. and we actually are having a little bit to drink because usually when we do our podcast we are not drinking we're having tea, tea. but we want to make sure that we are like alert and shit because we're theorizing and all of that funky bullshit and now we're sipping on the bubbly yeah it's nice to be able to relax and like talk shit to each other right we do a podcast called Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, where two womanist race nerds, that's us, yep. dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. Because fuck that shit. That's right, fuck it. One episode at a time over tea. Yep. That is what we do. That is what we do. So, Queen. Yes. What is a womanist race nerd? A womanist race nerd is like us. <laughs> okay. And I guess I'll describe us to describe that. Mm-hmm. So, um, womanist race nerds center black femmes. And womanist race nerds kind of nerd out over ways to dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, mm-hmm. ways that race, gender, and lots of other things intersect with each other. Like, we really nerd out over those things. Yeah. We really could, like, talk to each other forever mm-hmm. about those things. And it's strange because me and Jay been doing that before this podcast. Even yeah, it's who we started. are as people. And so it just, um, the intention of the podcast was, was never to do that, mm-hmm. but just our natural conversations yeah, ended just, up being this womanist race nerd, like fucking theorizing, dismantling, yeah. um, laughing and giggling. I want to ask you real quick. Yeah. So a lot of people ask us this, so I figured we address it. Okay. Why do we use the word womanist yes. versus black feminist? I think that when we first started doing this um, over five years ago, I was comfortable with the term feminist. And I don't know if at that, where you were with it at that time when mm-hmm. we first started think i still didn't like it okay so i was comfortable with the term feminist and for most of my early conscious life it was my position that black women should take up space within feminism right Mm -hmm. take up space claim it um white feminists are not white feminism is not true feminism so like earn your take your spot claim your spot and don't let anyone challenge your spot and then through um I think just like learning and experiencing and growing, I got really tired of having to claim my spot in white feminist spaces. And so it became more important to me to separate myself 
um, and make it clear politically the ways in which my feminism is not white feminism. And at the time, I felt like womanism and the definitions that I understood of it at that time was a type of um, black femme-centric um, theory, black feminism, right? For lack of a better word or yeah. for lack of a dictionary um, description or whatever, that separated me from white feminism, mm-hmm. which to me was paramount because yeah. I am um, I am about the equal personhood of all people and I am about pushing black women and women of color forward and making sure, yeah, we all need to be paid equally. We all need fucking abortion rights and all that shit. We need all that shit. But also women of color are making less to a white woman's dollar. Also, there are things that I think about when I go to the polls that white women do not think think about. about. Also, I've been in... Yeah. Also, I've been in feminist spaces where the white women present are, are... most concerned about their equality, their uplift at the expense of anyone else. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I wanted to be sure I distanced myself from. And I didn't want any confusion. And we've talked about this before. We have seen our peers will be interviewed by someone. Our peers will be interviewed as black feminists, right? Somebody will invite a black feminist scholar, a black feminist thinker, a black feminist writer, leader, media personality, or whatever to their platform to talk to them about black feminism Mm -hmm. and then present them with some white feminism and be like, oh, you're a feminist. So like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Like, it's the same. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, it's, it's actually not the same. And had you researched your guest in any way and had you gave a shit to, to learn the difference between black feminism or what the fuck, then you would know that the question that you were asking this black feminist about some white woman that has no regard for her well being, it's, um, it's out of pocket Word. and it doesn't fit. And so I feel like for me, even though I don't mind being referred to as a black feminist and I'm comfortable with it, I'm fine with it. That's okay. I use and affirm um, womanism because it to me is a clear separation between myself and white feminism. And it highlights our connectedness, I feel like, to larger movements of women and femme people around the globe yeah you know Mm -hmm. what do you feel about it for me it's so i've always not connected myself with being a feminist because i've always saw that as this white woman thing Mm -hmm. i know it has a lot to do with my upbringing of being like raised in the nation of islam so it's like that's their shit so i remember Mm -hmm. like early in our friendship i was like i want like some kind of neo-feminism and he was like what's new about it Mm -hmm. and for me it was just like i just know whatever the fuck that is is not what i do Mm -hmm. i don't exist like that so I don't want to call it that. So that's what I knew at that point. Um, I think I became a little okay, maybe for like, I'll say like a real short short period of time, maybe like a month mm-hmm. with the word feminist. Because it was like, <laughs> you know, month. really short. Because it was like, okay, I do kind of do this yeah. thing. It's not just, there's black women here. Like there's mm-hmm. black women here. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I started realizing, nope. <laughs> right. This is white shit again. Um, so then when, I always knew the word womanist, but I think, Knowing that a black woman created that word and I'm very into fubu shit and I'm very into the way black Americans create shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that word was created for me. Right. So I'm going to use that word. Mm-hmm. And then also. She said, she said fubu shit, guys. Just for in case <laughs> yeah, it like, wasn't I'm really, clear. Like, I know you and I say that to each other all the time, but I know people don't throw that shit around. Oh. Okay, so I'm really connected to that. I'm really into like us, especially since this language is not. 
ours. Mm-hmm. I've always loved when we remix it and make our own shit right. from the bullshit. Mm-hmm. So that word is for me. And then also kind of similar to what Jay says, if you don't know what a womanist is, if I'm always calling myself a womanist, you're going to have to look into what that is mm-hmm. if you're trying to like actually get to know my work. Right. But if you see black feminism, you're going to think it's just feminism. With, with a black yeah. shellacking on exactly. it. Or a black face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a brown, the word feminist mm-hmm. painted brown. Feminist. A brown one. Yeah. But when in reality, it's a whole different It's a whole different theory. thing. It's a whole different body And then also it's like, I don't like black precursors to things. Mm-hmm. I've never been with that shit. I don't, I've never been into like black hair. Because I think that I'm saying that... The standard of hair is whatever the white motherfuckers is doing, mm-hmm. if I have to say black hair. So I've never really been into like precursoring things with black. Maybe when I'm talking amongst us, yeah. so that you know like what I'm talking about, and I'm okay with doing that to us. But when I'm like talking to the world, I'm saying, no, this is what the fuck it is, because this is what the standard is for myself. So I've never really been into like the black version of this or the black. I've just, that's just something I don't subscribe to. Mm-hmm. So it's easier for me to just say a woman is. Mm-hmm. Because the word was created for me, and I'm not, like, precursoring anything right. with black this. Mm-hmm. That, like, you know, I just, I, I don't, that shit is wax to me. Yeah. So. I dig it. So we're womanists, and our nerddom is race, yo. We nerd out about race, and that's what gets us off, yo. Yeah. And it's something, honestly, that, like, like to nerd out about something, it's like, we enjoy talking about that shit. Mm-hmm. Of course, we don't enjoy the tr- the trauma of a lot of the shit that we experience as black women, as black femmes. The trauma, like watching discrimination at work, we don't enjoy that. But I think the things that I enjoy are like finding the white supremacy and shit that everyone has forgotten that white supremacy is in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the shit that makes it like a nerd out thing for me. Like, yo, did you see this shit? Did you remember this is happening? Yeah. Did you peep this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jay, what are ways that you live out loud and why is that important that you do that? Ways that I live out loud are talking about shit that I didn't know or think I was allowed to talk about. Mm-hmm growing up as a black woman person things that i was taught to be quiet about be nice about Mm -hmm. um sacrifice my feelings and thinking for the comfort of the oppressor whether that be a white person whether that be a man person Mm -hmm. that to me is like the embodiment of living out loud living in a way that is glorious and satisfying to me outside of the confines of corporate validation Mm -hmm. or, or some company telling me that i'm valuable or some large entity putting a stamp on the work that I do, whether it be an academic institution or a fucking brand yeah. or some shit. Just like seeing the value in myself outside of those things and being comfortable loudly mm-hmm. with who I am outside of the validation of larger structures. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like right. being comfortable speaking like my truth and speaking like my hurt and speaking my joy and like talking up myself and like saying all the shit that I'm good at and Mm -hmm. all the things that I think I was taught as a black woman person to like shrink about Mm -hmm. myself so that I wouldn't seem too aggressive or too smart because smartness in certain people is offensive or too know-it-all or too, 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 too. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Too much. Too much because black women are too much. All the time. Yeah. And so that... Just that, the breathing. Right, much. right. And so that has been like my living out loud and living with the comfort of being my full ass self. Because I feel like even once you get into black spaces, right? So like, let's pretend that we're living in an all black world. Mm-hmm. Sounds really dope. It's fucking lit. <laughs> pretend we're in an all black world like... Well, let's say borough, right? Because this scenario involves white supremacy. Okay. So we're in old Brooklyn. <laughs> yes, we're in old Brooklyn, old we're in old Harlem, or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of the trappings of white supremacy, right? So there's capitalism. There's what type of black person are you? There's what are you? What are you making? There's um, your relationship status. There's where do you where do you summer? There's like all these different type of things that make up certain types of black people that mm-hmm. we hold on to, even once we get rid of white people. And for me. Being comfortable questioning and challenging those things and not just accepting Christianity as our, because you know, black folks are culturally like Christian or culturally, Mm -hmm. you know, like Judeo-Christian shit or whatever. So like challenging all that stuff out loud to me is super important. So I think challenging structures in ways that allow me to be a freer person is Mm -hmm. living out loud, Mm -hmm. you know? And then especially as I get older, like challenging, what does that shit look like for somebody who doesn't have Beyonce money? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like being comfortable with the bags under my eyes as a sign of like a bitch who's like living and doing and like working and fucking existing. Mm-hmm. Just being an existing ass bitch. Gotcha. What's living out loud to you? For me, it's a lot of things. And like, like my hair lives out loud. Mm-hmm. The way I walk lives out loud. My body lives out loud. Like, I don't have to like audibly be loud to be loud because I'm mm-hmm. a black person. Yeah. So that's important to me that I stand out even when I'm not trying to. So I always I appreciate that standing out loudness. Then like I just think about my childhood and how like we I think we were brought up really differently. Mm-hmm. And like living out loud has always been to not be humble because that's the way I was like raised. Like mm-hmm. to not be humble. To not be humble. Yeah. And I get it now as an adult. Like, I didn't get what my parents were doing when we were kids, mm-hmm. but it was like, you live in a world that fucking hates you. So, like, I'm going to give you the tools so that you always fulfill yourself because this world isn't going to do that. So, I like, right. think of, like, stuff like that. Like, don't be hu- humble. Black women should not be humble. I agree. Like, we should not be humble. So, like, for me, like, that's why it's hugely important for me to live out loud. Then to, like, layman's terms, talking about actually audibly being loud. Mm-hmm. I come from a loud-ass family that didn't tell us to be quiet we didn't care that we came in rooms and took up spaces and we were being obnoxious Mm -hmm. you know so i like like to be like that i think it's important for me to be like that for me to not go in spaces and care about what white people think Mm -hmm. of me and Mm -hmm. i appreciate not ever having that as a thought and not noticing why those things are important like i get it now but there was a freedom that I know I have because I was able to be like loud, mm-hmm. living out loud as a child in terms of blackness and things like that. Of course, mm-hmm. there's other things. I do come from a black home where it's just like, you know, you know, you know, black parents and shit. Mm-hmm. But I do appreciate that when it came to my interactions with the world, that my the way my parents brought me up, that it was encouraged that I lived out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's why I am who I am and why I'm 
able to try any and everything. Like mm-hmm. I have anything, any idea I have, I'll try it. And if it don't work, it don't work. But mm-hmm. I don't think I would have that confidence right. to just like fucking be like, oh, I could do this. Mm-hmm. I would not have that if I didn't like live out loud since childhood mm-hmm. and shit like that. So it's, it's hugely important for me because I know it's why I'm able to exist the way I exist mm-hmm. and I need it. Right. I don't, and it's, know. And it's I don't rare know where I would be without people. it. It's rare for, for black, for certain groups of black people, that level of like living out loud and living free is rare because so many of us have been, um, it's been passed down to like behave a certain way yeah. in front of white people or, or, shrink yourself to a certain extent yeah. to fit in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's fucking dope. Yeah. That's fucking dope. Also, I want to say I love not wearing a fucking bra, yo. <laughs> that's like throwback, live out loud, but just like... Yeah. Like, let my titties just sit where they want to sit, like in whatever type of top, whether it be like <laughs> side boob. And this none of this is like in a sexy way. This is just like my titties are just doing what they want to do what? and they're not sitting in any way Before that is pleasing in any white design. invented bra. Yeah. yeah. They're just fucking white hanging man. out, yo. White man so that. Fuck that shit. I'm quite quite thankful um for the space to let my titties fly wherever they want mm-hmm. and hang. Do your titties hang low? Anyway. I thought I was saying that in my head. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Why is it a priority for us to center or give a voice to um, black women and femmes? And like, do you feel like you do that and all that shit? Of course we do that. <laughs> we of do. course we do that. And it wasn't a conscious decision. That's just who we fuck with like we never mm-hmm. we you and i never sat down and was like we are going to center black right. women and femmes it was just something that came naturally for us mm-hmm. because i think for both of us it was a priority for us in right. our own personal lives to center ourselves to center ourselves yeah. um and it feeds us to center ourselves mm-hmm. so i think that i know like maybe it's selfish but it was my priority to center that because that's what i need mm-hmm. And I'm sure if I need it, other people need it. Right. That's like why mm-hmm. I prioritize that in that way. And then also like I don't really give a fuck about centering others. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. We popping. Right. Like and, and I realized like after we had been doing this podcast for a while, and I'm I'm a podcast like junkie. So yeah. I listen to everyone's podcast. Everyone. I tell her there's something she don't need to be listening yeah. to. Yeah. No, I listen to everybody's podcast because I do be interested in what people be saying. I'm interested in that shit. I'm interested in different perspectives. Yeah. I'm interested in like I'm just interested and in, I love podcasting. So listening to a lot of podcasts, I realized I didn't find a lot of podcasts that were talking to a bitch like me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I I found there were podcasts for entrepreneurs and like I know that I'm an entrepreneur but I don't always want to hear that shit in my like in my leisure and podcasts I mean specifically for black women entrepreneurs right mm-hmm. so that existed there were podcasts that were hosted by black women but then they would spend 30 minutes explaining, explaining something black fubu. to white people <laughs> right perhaps explaining fubu or some shit like that to god knows who not a bitch like me cuz you already know as the as the black woman podcaster, right, who's who just said something that other black women understand, you already know we understand. Mm-hmm. So why are you spending thirty minutes with this explaining fucking explanatory comma? Like, who are you talking to? Mm-hmm. I get, I get a like a one minute. Oh, this is what you can Google, like a little overview of 
what we're talking about if you want to be somewhat inclusive of an outsider. But a lot of Black podcasts were centering the outsider and making them and the outsider's thinking and voice and feelings paramount so yep. now i'm you're a black woman host of a podcast i'm a black woman listener and you are talking about this thing that the both of us understand but you're spending the whole fucking podcast explaining it to white people so you're like othering me yeah so now having i'm this uh, black ass yes, conversation yeah so i'm othered within my own space now yep. and now i feel like i'm fucking at work and yeah. i'm sitting in my living room or fucking on the train or wherever with this podcast in my ears that's not even talking to me but niggas is just excited because we just be excited to see black people do shit and now it's the new black podcast Mm -hmm. it's not a black podcast because you just spent this whole time talking to white people yeah and there are there are some podcasts like that that i still listen to but for me it was like oh shit what we're doing nobody else is really doing that shit Mm -hmm. and and it's not because i want to be the only one doing it And, and and since then we have of course discovered other podcasts that are talking to other black people yeah but a lot of black podcasters were being called unapologetic, but talking to white people. Apologizing. Yes. Throughout the whole fucking thing. Apologizing throughout the whole podcast. How you unapologetic and you apologizing throughout the whole thing. And explaining things and doing all of this like apologetic shit. Strange. Saying you're unapologetic. The gag is you can be black and not be unapologetic. You'll get your check. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Like, I'm not mad at that everybody don't have to do what i do but just please stop saying that you do Do what what i do do. because then i come in hoping and looking and listening for something that sounds like me and i'm listening i was like oh no no i know and the rest of the black girls listening to this know that you're not talking to us Mm -hmm. so it was important for me to create the space that i had never heard for myself Mm -hmm. before and i was also inspired by people like bad dominicana who were saying things on Twitter out loud that I didn't think that I could say or like mm-hmm. listening to inner whole uprising in like their first year talk about fucking ma- masturbating in detail like mm-hmm. two black girls at that time when it was just two of them two black girls talking about detailed like masturbation I'm like yo do they know that like other people are listening to this <laughs> I remember you were blown away like I was like yo they know that they're- they know this is a podcast I can hear you they're, son they're aware. I can hear you right but just the fact that like if you share your story there's gonna be someone else who connects with it or somebody mm-hmm. else who needs to hear that yep. and so me being comfortable with who I am as a person and talking to other black people that is filling a void. You can be a black person in a black space and still not be working for black people. So working in service of black people as a black person, it just was rewarding as fuck because I was doing something that I needed for myself. Mm -hmm. And so that was super important. And then the side, the side benefit of that is in addition to the um, black femme listeners and black people, listeners of all genders and intersections and shit like that, in addition to garnering those listeners and those relationships, we also have white people who fucking listen. We also have people of a variety of backgrounds who listen listen because they have also never heard black people talking to black people. Yep. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they are also used to black mm-hmm. people explaining shit to them. And there's something refreshing about listening to a motherfucker who is genuine and into themselves yeah. and their people and authentic. And that is what I would imagine unapologetic to be. Word. Yeah. But we know that that's often that's not how that it's, word it's, is used. It's become something else. Right. I want to add that 
Another reason that we center black women in films is because the erasure of black women in films is so rampant yeah. that it's like I cannot sit here and not center us. Mm-hmm. I can't. I cannot create a platform that also adds to that erasure. Right. That'd be fucking ridiculous and stupid. And then it like makes me think of like just like I remember being a kid and reading certain books and like some of them I could tell were like for me, like this black girl. Mm-hmm. And then some of them I could tell that they were like for white people to read. Right. And I didn't know I always preferred the books that I knew that they were like talking to this black girl. So like maybe like a think of like the color purple and they're like talking it like this. Mm-hmm. Um Southern whatever, not caring about grammar rules and shit like that. Or like the hood books that I used to love to read. And mm-hmm. it's like this is exactly for me. So mm-hmm. it makes me feel great to know that I'm creating something exactly for that person mm-hmm. like you know talking how you it talk makes you using feel the so language seen. that we use. i know that when i would right. read those books i felt so seen mm-hmm. alice walker ain't, ain't no me but mm-hmm. i felt so seen so it's like important it has become greatly important for me to like be continuing that and creating those spaces so that people can like feel seen because mm-hmm. erasure is just so rampant for black women and femmes yep. you mentioned like creating this platform for us for black women we also ended up creating a business and a platform as we work to dismantle white supremacist patriarchal yeah. capitalism this is a business this is a fucking enterprise yeah. we are fucking like default like entrepreneurs and shit mm-hmm. Um, so I guess why did we create Tea with Queen and Jay and what has it been like being in this unpredictable, growing fucking media, fucking entertainment, whatever the fuck this is, podcast shit. Interesting. So I know for myself, ever since I was a kid, whatever I did, I wanted to own. Mm-hmm. Like even when I thought out in my mind, I thought I was going to be a doctor. In my mind, since I have a lot of medical-ass motherfuckers in my family, we were going to open a practice. Mm-hmm. Like, I was always just thinking, like, on some, like, and maybe it was being tied to, like, thinking black capitalism was freedom, mm-hmm. even though I know that's not the case now. But right. I was always very, like, I'm going to own whatever the fuck I do. So I've kind of always been like that. Do you think that that's a, also a symptom of um, being a part of the nation of Islam? Probably, Mm because everybody, well, there are lots of people in the nation who have, you know, doctors, like, that's all of that in the nation, too. Mm -hmm. But, like, no, actually, no, it is a symptom of being in the nation, because a lot of the people who are, okay, if you are a doctor, you probably do have a practice, Mm -hmm. or you probably do, like, things like that. So, I think it was a lot of not wanting to appease white systems you mm-hmm. could just create your own yeah so, and, I'm, and i'm not to be to be clear i'm not saying that um black folks outside of the nation are not inspired to be entrepreneurs it's wild black entrepreneurs out here of but, all sorts yeah. but i'm just i'm just speaking to you because i fucking know you yeah like to exactly. your experience and yeah. shit, i wonder so i've always kind of been like that I think I get a lot of it from my father because he always was like that he was not a successful business person but mm-hmm. always was like creating something right and was like brave enough to like create things Mm -hmm. as an adult now i know it's because his level education and because of criminal background it was like that was his only choice to be resourceful Mm -hmm. in that way but seeing that i think helped that too so like seeing my mom be in school and work for something did let make me value education in a certain way so i knew i wanted to do that but whatever i did whatever education accredited me, Mm -hmm. I was going to own what that was. So I always kind of had that mindset. 
So naturally, when it came to like, let's start a podcast in my mind, it was always like, this is like, I wasn't really thinking about like being signed too much. I wasn't thinking about like our path being that. Oh, you mean like you weren't thinking about being a part of a larger podcast yeah, network I wasn't or somebody like, seeing us and picking us up? Yeah, or... like maybe briefly when I was like unemployed. Right. I was like, I need some money. <laughs> I need some money. These bills. But like right. for the most part, I wasn't really thinking in that way to mm-hmm. be seen, to be like captured by a network or yeah. you know, whatever like that because it's just like I always kind of want to own my work. Also, you, I think you notice that I have issues with like credit like mm-hmm. being accredited for my work, yeah. being cited for my work. I'm one of nine kids, so I'm very into like this is mine. Mm-hmm. I'm an individual. I like, did this. Shit like that. I know this. Yeah, that mm-hmm. type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a part of that, especially since we see so much business how shit is taken from Black folks. Right. So I'm all I'm. It's like eh, I don't you know. So I'm, I think mm-hmm. that's a that feeds into why for me it's kind of been like I just always knew I would have some kind of business. Mm-hmm. Um thing and that just happened to like be this podcast Mm -hmm. as far as industry stuff hmm. i'll do that again y'all are weird (laughs) yeah it's not weird in a bad way i would say weird as an interesting and strange i don't i'm trying to get out of saying the word weird okay could usually made to said to like make people feel bad okay but like as we're becoming more popular, I guess, mm-hmm. the interactions we have with people are a little... More peculiar. Very peculiar. Yeah. Um, knowing that people know our work, but in my mind, don't want to credit us for that work, mm-hmm. it's really hard for me. Mm-hmm. It really makes me want to fight people sometimes. Because mm-hmm. like, you know the work I do. Right. You don't even have to know that I'm queen. Mm-hmm. But you know the fucking work I do and what I put into this shit. So that rubs me wrong when it's like, I know you know my work. I know you like my work. Why stand in my face and kind of do erasure in my face? Right. That shit like blows my what's, fucking What mind. would you say? What's an example of that? though? So like us being places and like when we did that um, presentation that we did, and okay. Then... So we did a um we did a presentation at a small podcast conference in Brooklyn. Yeah. And someone who clearly knew about our Pod and Live event. Mm-hmm. Pod and Live NYC is our annual Black Podcast Meetup. It's the largest Black Podcast Meetup in, in the, the world. world. Yeah, okay. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. So this person knows of this event. Mm-hmm. Knows that we are the creators of this event mm-hmm. and introduced themselves to us. And they're like, I guess they talked about their, they had a meetup too, yeah. which is fine. We want everyone to have all the meetups. That's the point, right? We, we're down we're, for, there's yeah. space, there's room for, for everybody, everybody to do stuff. Everybody could get it. Right. So we um, like to know who other people are within our industry. So we're familiar with this person's work. We have been to their website. Yeah, we, we know what yeah. they do because that's our job to know who else is doing shit. And so we were happy to meet this person. Yeah. We're like, oh, cool. You're another black person mm-hmm. doing this shit. Yeah. How's it going? Open, happy to meet them. And then they, I asked them, oh, you just had a podcast meetup. How'd it go? Da, 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 da. Oh, cool. You guys, they said, you guys do something like that, right? How long have you been doing that? Like just the question was so like, I know that you know who we are because you asked to collaborate with us and because you tagged us in everything that you, you did. did. And you tagged all of our partners and from Pod the last, yes, from Pod and Live NYC, you tagged all of them 
in your shit to invite yeah. them to your shit which is fine that's cool but then please don't meet me and then pretend that you don't know who i am and then ask to collaborate with me so that that type of shit is super yeah, that, peculiar. that weird yeah that it's just like and my face erasure mm. like you know my work you fuck from with another my work. black person yes from yeah. another black woman mm-hmm. it's just like what the f- what the fuck and i know it's because people still operate on white supremacy and think that you have to move in that way and i know for myself i've been kind of like that mm-hmm. because i'm like awkward so like i'm like jay is more open to like she sees someone in the room hey introduce herself me i'm not gonna do that because my personality is just not mm-hmm. like that but if they introduce themselves to me i'm gonna be like hey yeah i'm gonna tell them where i know them. like i'm right. gonna dwell, i'm not gonna front mm-hmm. like i don't fucking listen to your podcast i right. love your shit you know so weird things like that but what i love the most is the people who love our work mm-hmm. and love our work out loud yeah that shit is um like the best part. Mm-hmm. Like I like that part the mm-hmm. most. Mm-hmm. How about you? Um, I started doing tea with Queen and Jay with you because you were doing internet radio and all that stuff and looking for a partner. And I was like, I guess I could do it if I could be anonymous. Because at the time, I was still concerned with my corporate job. I don't know why I was still. They weren't concerned about me. White I don't supremacy. Know, white supremacy, right? Yeah. So I was like, ooh. They're going to hear me talking about black stuff. <laughs> I got to be anonymous. I don't want to lose my job. I'm just trying to take care of my, my grandmother. Sorry. We always make fun of Ronnie from, from the, shy. the Shy. That's yes, our little that voice that we voice. default to. But anyway, yeah, I was very concerned about white gays, G-A-Z-E. And I was concerned about losing my job because these jobs always threaten you with fucking losing your job if you don't act like a fucking pod person Mm -hmm. who was birthed by whatever corporation it is that you work for so i was very concerned with that but i knew that i had something to say i know that i'm a natural creative artist type person yo jay used to be so like if she said her name be like edit that out (laughs) it was yeah i was concerned that's actually how i ended up being jay my my government name is jenicia which i like my name a lot i love it but i didn't want to tell people my government name because i didn't want to be held accountable by whatever white corporations i was Mm -hmm. working for or potentially miss out on money or some shit because you know but not whiteness i'm Mm -hmm. queen because i like to differentiate how people relate to me so okay. like if you only talk if you know me as just queen I know you know me from this stuff right 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 you say Naima mm-hmm, then I know mm-hmm. you know me right. you say Nana then I know you know me no you know oh like it's just, I don't know mm-hmm. for my brain it just yeah. helps me with yeah that. at the end of the day it's safety right right at the end of the day I do like that strangers meet me and say Jay. I do like that. And then usually when I introduce myself to people, yeah, I will say my name is Janicia because we're we're meeting people. We're meeting each other one on one. And I feel like there's a level of humanity there that I like to acknowledge with my government name. But I'm happy to be called either one. But if you never met me, Jay is appropriate. But I was concerned with that. Um, but like I said, I'm a creative person. So I know I have shit to say and I knew that we would have good conversations. So that's why we started it and why I wanted to start it. Yeah. And then it did turn into this opportunity to generate income like we are still or maybe i should still be working a full-time job but i'm not but for the most part we are still like we're not making our entire income from podcasting and that's a very rare thing to do Mm -hmm. um but it has been nice to be able to generate income from something that we actually fucking believe in and stand behind and creating space for ourselves as black women and creating space for other black women and femmes and other black creatives yeah but 
within our work with Pod and Live NYC, the Black Podcast Meetup that we do every year, we're creating space and opportunities for people to fucking network in a safe space, meet each other, connect. Like there, there have been businesses that have been built from yeah. people meeting each other at, at Pod and Live NYC, whether they would like to say that's where they met or not. We know that we have I'm making a created. <laughs> we know that we have created and generated these opportunities for people, and that's something that I appreciate and makes me happy with our um our bad bitch brigade our like crew of black podcasters that we are in regular communication with and networking with and building with and shit like that we are building community we are nurturing community we are helping push and drive each other forward so in this way that is consciously and intentionally anti-white supremacist patriarchal capitalism yep and that shit makes me feel really good because if i have to in my personal business and my entrepreneurship if I have to work like how I did when I was working with and for white people then I don't want to do it if I have to fucking work in this kind of like competitive cutthroat nature then I don't want to do it if I have to hide opportunities and be secretive about the opportunities that I'm getting when it comes to my peers we then I don't want to fucking do silence. it yeah move in silence and all that fucking 50 we've been laws moving of power in silence shit. as black folks for too fucking long right no. I don't want to do it I don't. Want, I want to tell my homegirl, yo, this is what they paid me for this job. Make sure that you, you get whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. So that's the type of shit that I enjoy building as somebody who has created a platform for herself. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike a lot of people who have been successful at podcasting, like we are Queen and Jay. I'm not. I'm not a personality, or was not a personality outside but, yeah. of this podcast. Like this is. Well, you were just to our families and friends. Well, yes, that. <laughs> I was kind of a big deal, but to like my family and friends Mm -hmm. and shit like that. And so it's cool to have created this space for myself on something that like I believe in. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not selling people something that I think they're going to like. I'm selling them something that is like real and authentic and I'm doing what I enjoy doing. So that has been really fulfilling. And then just turning that into profit and finding different ways to make my actual like shit I believe in profitable and we don't get there as fast as other people do as fast as other media folks do because we don't we don't apologize and we don't play that game we literally live out loud yes yes that's what it is that's what it is that game that a lot of quote-unquote success calls for success requires that you play and behave and move a certain way we don't do that don't do any of that and so the checks come but they come slower Mm -hmm. but if i can get a slow check and like go to bed without an ulcer and go to bed not worrying about who likes me who doesn't like me who's thinking about me who's gonna fucking blacklist me and shit like that then it's worth it yo All right, yo. We hope you enjoyed that conversation. I hope you enjoyed hanging out with me here solo. Please be sure to subscribe to Tea with Queen and J podcast on whatever platform you use to listen to this podcast. Follow us on social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Tea with QJ. We are on Facebook and Tumblr at Tea with Queen and J. Visit our website, teawithqueenandj.com, and send us your tea mail at teawithqueenandj at gmail.com. I got a fucking episode, yo. I'm proud of myself. Hashtags. Stop killing trans women. All Black Lives Matter. Say her name. Tea with QJ. Pods in color. All Black Lives Matter. 
I said that already. Well, they fucking do. Disability to white. You okay, sis? Maybe he doesn't hit you. Pay black women. Hashtag inner whole uprising. Hashtag Marsha's plate. Hashtag unpack BG. Hashtag bag ladies. Hashtag queer walk. Hashtag queer walk pod. Hashtag sexually liberated woman. Hashtag all of that good shit, yo. This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Janicia and a black girl named Naima with production support from a black person named Emeka. Tea with Queen and Jay, we turn the fuck up responsibly. Peace.